Welcome to the I Love Alt Mortgages podcast, brought to you by Home Trust. And now, your host, Brennan Trenuth. Hey, I Love All Mortgage listeners. Today, we are excited to have one of a two-part series with Ron Butler of Butler Mortgages. For Ron's two-part series, we have a guest host, Sebastian Cooperhouse, Director of Sales at Home Trust. Sebastian has been a sales leader at Home Trust for five years, empowering his team to be the best through excellent communication and deep product knowledge. In episode one, Sebastian and Ron discussed Ron's successful business model and partnership with lenders. That's all happening right now on I Love All Mortgages. So welcome everybody. Welcome to I Love Mortgage Brokering, the podcast with Home Trust. Today we have the one and only Ron Butler joining us. I know that Home Trust and Ron have had a long-standing relationship. Ron has been in the industry for a very, very long time, and we're looking forward to hearing some of his background, history, and what's he predicting to see it's going to happen in the alternative space, and what's so important about building partnerships. So welcome, Ron. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Sebastian. How are you? Just lovely. So listen, you and I have a chance to talk a lot, and I thought it was a great opportunity for us to share with the broker world a lot of things that we talk about. But I guess to start off, the first question is, can you tell us about Butler Mortgage? Like, where did the thoughts around Butler Mortgage come from? Well, obviously, I started in the mortgage business roughly the same time as Moses was bringing the tablets down from Sinai. So it's a very long history. But uh, I have two sons. The eldest is a very famous mortgage broker. Everybody knows Dave Butler. And the youngest is really does a lot more of the work here than I do anymore. Like I'm getting old and forgetful and soggy and everything else. But William does the bulk of the work here. But it's just like anything else. You start small, your business grows, and you have to make decisions about how best to operate that business. And that's where Butler Mortgage came from, being on our own. We're a completely independent operation. We have no allegiance to any brokerage or network. We're totally independent. Been that way for a number of years now, nearly seven or eight years. Yeah. So when you look at your model, like I know you were saying you've been in industry for a long time, but what was the catalyst that drove you to designing this type of business model? Good question. There's two ways you can go in the mortgage business. You can hire teams, which is the idea that you're going to sort of become a recruiter of agents and the agents work entirely on their own. And some people are great at that. And they're great recruiters and they assemble groups of hundreds of agents all working on their own with some supervision. And that's great for people who sort of like other people, but mostly I don't like anybody, okay? <laughs> Very few people I like. So the idea of me recruiting people to work with me, because I mostly don't like people, then it's better that I just hire employees who are loyal and hardworking and do our work we want them exactly to do and do a good job at it and we can reward them with good salaries and bonuses and what that means is if you don't want to recruit agents to work on commission splits you have to evolve a whole other type of business and i'm not alone in this this is a model that works it is a fairly high cost model so it's sort of unapproachable for most people it's based on advertising because i was in the mortgage business i've been in advertising even from my very start, I ran little tiny ads in something that was called newspapers, okay, which has essentially vanished from the face of the earth, or in the process of vanishing. And so I started very small. And I've grown to the point today where we spend $70,000 a month on advertising, but others spend more. It's not an unusual thing. That's the genesis of this model. It is start small and it grows, but it's not for everyone. 
Yeah. So as you're developing the model, so was there a point in time as you're kind of building it, especially if you think about, you know, you and I have known each other now for going on probably 15 or so years. At what point did you realize, like, you know what, to your point, the paper print ad is going eventually by the dinosaurs, but where did you realize, like, I need to pivot and I need to start making the changes? And what did you see? Were there any markers or saying, hey, this is where I need to go and this is why I need to pivot the business model that way? Well, the only thing that you can successfully advertise in a major way is rate. So you're essentially you're advertising for eight clients. And yeah. There is no other effective response mechanism. You know, we have maybe 20,000 mortgage brokers in this country. Some of them do some types of advertising in some minor way. But literally every single one of them talk about great service. What the hell is that, actually? So I give great service is what is said. I mean, I outservice everybody else. Well, What's the alternative? Bad service? I mean, like, you know, it's very hard to say, yeah, I'm better than the worst. I will give you better service than awful service. What does service mean to a client? I mean, it literally means nothing to the average consumer. So, yes, I will give you great service. I will be here to answer your every question. Well, as everybody knows, Bell and Rogers claim to have great service, but you spend two and a half hours trying to talk to somebody there. But they say they have great service. They all say that. All right. So great service. It's a great idea, but it's also a terrible thing to advertise. You have to advertise rates. Like everybody who is advertising is advertising rates. So that's how we naturally evolved into doing it. What do you find has been some of the biggest challenges you faced while growing your business? I guess from where you started to where you are, because definitely there's been changes over the years. So early on, what were some of your biggest challenges and what do you think some of your biggest challenges are today? Well, like everything else in business, that is a business with employees and with advertising, with overheads, with large overheads. Everything is about budgeting and executing successfully. It's no different than home trust. You have to have enough underwriters, enough document reviewers. You have to have enough staff people to make sure you can handle the volume of business you want to accomplish. You have to do it within a budget. I mean, it's no different than any business. The essence of all ongoing problems you know, are human resource problems. I mean, it's about having the right people in the right jobs. and them doing a good job and being happy to continue to do a good job and how to pay them appropriately and how to compensate them properly and how to give them the tools to execute their work. I mean, other companies think they can automate the mortgage business in the end because it's a transaction that people only do once every three, five or seven years. They want to talk to someone. They want to talk to someone. They want to feel that there's a human being on another end who's paying close attention to this $600,000 transaction. And you can't automate your way out of that. Every problem that everyone in our business has is a human resource at the end. And you have to do the best job you can. Hmm. So I agree. I think the talent, like even for us as an organization, I think all lenders, it's always a search for talent, right? Just for yourselves, just on the broker side, just on the lender side, whether it's any business, talent is key. But then at some point too, is it's your relationship with your lenders. It's your partners and who you do business with. Can you tell us a bit more about the relationship with Home Trust and how it's evolved? What do you see as the important factors of the relationship? Well, there's very few people have as long a relationship with Home Trust as I do. We go back to when it wasn't Home Trust. We go back to when it was Home Savings and Loan. I mean, it's literally, I go back to, again, there was me advertising using stone tablets and there was Home Savings and Loan doing mortgages with something that most people don't understand what it is called a fax machine. It is unknown to most people today, but that's how you actually did mortgages like way long time ago when it was home savings and loan. Amazingly, 
I dealt with the same person, but it was home savings and loan. It's unbelievable. I've been dealing with one of your directors, Lori Chalabardo, for going on 19, 20 years. It's incredible. And basically, she is the most important person in home trust. I mean, there is no question about it. Sebastian, you're doing a good job. Everybody else is doing a good job, but nobody does the job that Lori Chalabardo does. I mean, there's so many great long-term people at Home Trust who do a magnificent job. It's a reason to have these kind of relationships as we do. But let's expand on that a little bit. So I've always dealt with Home Trust. We've always dealt with Home Trust. And we've dealt with Home Trust through turbulence as well. Things all worked out in the end, which brings me to talking about Yusri Basada. So Yusri Basada, the CEO of Home Trust, is again someone I've known for about 20 years. And when Yusri was brought in, after this seismic moment at Home Trust, he had been out of lending for a while and doing something fairly different, in fact. And even though I'd stayed in touch with him the whole time, U Street was brought in to write the ship and basically bring Home Trust into a whole new age. And I'll be honest with you, people didn't know. I mean, U Street been out of it for a while and, you know, we all liked U Street. Everybody in the brokerage community liked U Street. It's a great reputation. And I remember having breakfast with him about six weeks or eight weeks after his appointment. And we talked for a long time. And at the end of it, I don't know, essentially, I wished him luck. But it turns out he didn't need any luck because U Street has the qualities that were most necessary to accomplish this return of home trust. He is very, very smart. He is very honest, which is sometimes thin on the ground in the lending business, but he is very honest and he is very loyal to his people in a ways that a lot of people put lip service to loyalty, but Usri actually does care about the people that he works with and the people that he hires and brings into the business. And taking all that stuff together with great strategy, and I'll tell you what, for the first 18 months, basically working seven days a week, you know, taking Christmas and New Year's off, and that was about it. You remember back then, Sebastian, it was just endless. So just work endlessly, just never stop. All of you did. I used to refer to it as running a 200 miles an hour, a 100 mile an hour zone. Yeah, and 365. I mean, I don't think anybody took a day off for the first year. Some weekends worked. I mean... We in the brokerage community observed this incredible effort, Ustri, then brought on at Carthouse, and again, somebody who has only been on the periphery of the industry for a number of years. You know, Sebastian, you were brought in, and you certainly had been active in the business, and you knew your stuff, and lends a great hand, and there were others as well. But it was a big question mark, and literally, two years later, everyone could say, you know, these guys brought this thing right back. You know, the whole group of you brought it all back. And in a way that was not just a reflection of very hard work and a reflection of dedication, but also a reflection of honesty and actual truthful dedication to the broker channel. Because you can say that you're dedicated to the broker channel and then insist that your commitments be signed directly from you. Or, you know, all of a sudden this other company shows up on your website or a bunch of other stuff can happen. But that never happens at Home Trust because the management there is so dedicated to brokers day in and day out. And this also very interesting. Over the course of time since U Street took over and your whole new crew came on. In the last year, two executives from Home Trust were recruited 
by super big companies to become presidents of divisions of their companies. There's no other lender that happened to. Okay, that is not happening at other lenders. No, that didn't happen at all. Okay, and it is a tribute to the kind of talent and the, the sort of people that U3 attracted to Home Trust. Because you know, when anybody says, oh, well, there's a couple of guys left, they didn't leave. They were recruited. They were recruited to be presidents. Okay, that's not leaving. Those guys were so good that they got approached and they are now running companies of their own. So that's the kind of incredible renaissance that has occurred at Home Trust. Yeah, Usury has a quote that we use during our town halls when we started doing a lot more town halls through COVID and fireside chats. It's like, we've made it through this week together. We'll make it through next week together. It's really indicative to your commentary about Usury is very much a people person to start. You look at how he operates and just that train of thought, because we really are, it's one giant family. We look at home as a family and we look at our broker partners as part of our family because we wouldn't be where we are today without the support of our brokers and our major supporters like yourself. Oh, by the way, Sebastian, yeah. I've been lobbying to be the keynote speaker at one of those town halls, but somehow no one has uh, responded back yet. I promise to only use like three or four curse words. Only three or four? Yeah. But the good ones, but like the good ones, okay? But somehow nobody's called me back, but you go right ahead. <laughs> Appreciate that one. I'll bring it back, as always. So, as I say, changing gears, I know the relationship with home is very important to you, but why is alternative business so important to your overall business? Great question, and it might have an answer that some people don't understand, because some of our counterparts in this business do, in some cases, relatively little B business. But since we had always from the very beginning about their mortgage that all of us understood B business, it was easy for us to do it because we understood it so well. But let me go to the concept of why home trust. I mean, why home trust more than others and why is our relationship with home trust so deep? We fight for rate on the A side. Like people will argue about one basis point of rate on the A side. If you're somebody who's eligible to go to any bank, like you're such a high quality borrower, you could go everywhere. You're an 860 FICO score. You're a massive income, easily proven income, salaried income. You've got huge down payment because you're selling a house, buying a house. Like you're literally the perfect borrower that every bank in Canada, every lender would like to work with. Those folks can argue about one beep, two beeps. I mean, it's a fanatical approach that has to be taken. But here's the beep business is not that. As soon as you are someone who no bank wants, like, you know, you've been turned down by two banks, all right? Then it becomes a different approach. And what becomes the most important thing? Rate becomes fairly meaningless, although we like to get people the best deal we can. Even from B lenders, we like to get the best deal we can. But by far, the most important thing is if we receive an offer, first of all, will we get an offer? First of all, will the B lender say yes? Which we work with others. We don't just exclusively work with Home Trust, but... Will the B lenders say yes? So that becomes a very crucial issue because yes is what the client's looking for. Yes from the lender becomes the most important thing. And we get a lot of yeses from home trust. Now, at that point, the really important thing is for a B lending deal, for an alternative lending deal, and everybody likes to use the word 
alternative now. Nobody wants to be a B person, right? I mean, everybody, what, I'm a B person? Oh, Jesus, I think I'm an A, really, or maybe an A minus. Uh, I don't like to be a B. Okay, we'll call you alternative. Okay, oh, alternative. I don't know about that either. Uh, oh, no, just you have to pick, pick it. B or alternative, take your pick. But the most important thing after a lender saying yes is, will the mortgage fund after all the paperwork is studied, after the appraisal is reviewed, after all of the investigation of employment, after all of the interview, after all the job checking, after all the verbals, or the careful analysis of all the supporting documents for self-employment, or all the millions of things that can go wrong with an alternative mortgage, where is the highest potential that, even if there's some rough spots, that the lender will still say, yes, we will fund the mortgage. My simple observation is the highest opportunity for that that I know of in my business is at home trust. So even though there may be other lenders that offer somewhat lower rates and really doesn't matter as much to the alternative client. The alternative client, obviously they want a good deal and we want to give them a good deal. We want to give them as good a rate as we can. But we also know that the most important thing is on the day of closing, that the money shows up in the lawyer's office. That is the most important thing. And the reliability of home trust in that particular area is, from our perspective, the best. It might be as well a function of our long relationship with the company and the fact the way we run our business, you know, our deep understanding of alternative mortgages. But I can't tell you, you know, if you go to other lenders and you send a bunch of documents, you get an approval, then you get a request for another 386 pages of documents, and then somewhere about page 204, the other lenders sometimes, not always, but sometimes say, aha, aha, look at this, aha, you received CERB for one month in 2020, you're out, okay? And that doesn't happen at home press. We'll explain it, we'll describe it, we'll research it, if the questions are asked, we'll give the answers, but obviously you'll do your due diligence. You do it every single time. You do the right level of underwriting correct. You review every document, you interview every client. You do all the right things that you should be doing in alternative business. But you also, you issue a commitment you want to fund. It is not a game of gotcha. Oh yeah, we've issued a commitment, but uh, let me look at another 300 pages. I mean, we're, we're going to see how this works. Oh, look at that. Oh, look over here. Oh, my God. Oh, look at this appraisal. We saw a mouse in the backyard. I mean, I don't know. Is this rodent-infested house? I mean, we got to really stop and think about this, okay? And if people think I'm exaggerating, fine. But I want to ask every single mortgage broker who's listening if they've ever had a B lender ask to see under the carpet on that appraisal. I mean, there might be some holes under that floor. We better look under the carpet. Like, again, exaggeration, but not far. Every mortgage broker listening to this podcast has had an incident with an alternative lender where they cannot understand the crazy eccentricity that is being brought to bear to turn this deal down. Every mortgage broker has had that experience. But we no longer have that experience at Home Trust. If there's a real problem, Home Trust will show us the problem, and we will agree with them. You're right. That is a problem. I wouldn't fund that deal myself, or we'll have to go private, or we'll have to do something else. But... The key to doing alternative business is to have a partner you can trust that will fund the deal. The day of closing, the money shows up in the lawyer's office. And that's why we have this bigger relationship with Oprah.
Thank you for listening to this episode of I Love All Mortgages. Join us next week for part two of Ron's episode, where he will pull out his crystal ball to share with us some predictions for 2022. Make sure you don't miss it by subscribing to this podcast on your app. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.